Hi, I'm Tom Gerrard, and welcome to Bench Talk, the podcast where I interview artists and creatives and find out their creative process, how they got to where they are, their successes, their failures, and what makes them tick. Today I'll be chatting with Matt Sewell. Matt Sewell is an illustrator from the UK. He's known for his books of his iconic watercolours of birds. Uh, he's also painted a lot of murals and done lots of commercial work for companies. I'm sitting here with Matt Sewell. How are you going, Matt? I'm good. You all right? Good yeah, to good, see mate. you. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you too. To this side, to this side of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been a long time. It's really good to catch up. It's been a while. Yeah. Not that long, considering. Not yeah, considering. How long yeah. has it been? Do you think? I don't know. When was it? Was Barcelona. Or? Oh, Barcelona. No, when we were in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember. No, was September. Last September, November, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, kind of being. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, last year, end of last year, sometime. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Remember yeah. going, uh, going trekking up, up yeah, past the, the Gunja Zone. Yeah, <laughs> the Gunja Zone. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll start at the beginning. Um, you know, obviously, you can tell from your accent that you're uh, you're not from London, but you're definitely from the UK. So, uh, yeah. so, so wh- where are you from, and um, and where are you living now? Right. Um, well, I'm originally from County Durham, which is uh, in the northeast. Uh, if you're in Australia, probably closest place you know is like Newcastle. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like a little small old ex-mining town kind of thing in the sticks. Pretty shit, really. But yeah, surrounded by countryside and yeah, I had that kind of life as a kid, you know, just out, outdoors all the time. Um, and now I live in a really another shit little town called Shrewsbury or Snoozebury, as uh, we like to call it. But no, it's all right. It's 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 good at the minute for what for where I am. Yeah, uh, yeah. So where you grew up was that in a in a town or were you on a farm or? Well, yeah. Like? Well, we had this kind of like this little farm in a town. <laughs> it's weird. It was like. It was like we moved into this kind of like derelict mill that ended up where we had like a bit of land. It was like, it used to be a program called The Good Life and it was like that where, you know, you just, we had all these like chickens and animals and they used to just like rule the roost and just beat me up and piss in my wellies and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and then the house, like the house now is like amazing. Like my mum and dad have just done it up since I was a kid and it's like going back to like a different, completely different place. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of small, small town vibes, whatever. Kind of very northern, like yeah. <laughs> but it was good, you know. I kind of could get on and do what I wanted to do, really. Yeah, so it must be good. Yeah. What 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 got you into art while you were younger? Like you've been around the chickens and stuff of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think well, I got. I used to. I mean, I used to always just used to draw when I was a kid. But I used to really like making things, mm-hmm. and I cost. Like we had all these like buildings and we were just full of old, just it was full of old bits. And I used to just like find things and like make little things out of, uh, uh, yeah, I used to like make, like I used to be really into like Ray Harryhausen and stuff like that, you know, just um, animate like animated films and stuff, the old Clash of the Titans and all that kind of stuff. We used yeah. to make little like things and like out of my toys and like just glue things together and in like, I mean, that really like sparked something for me, like, and um, 
and yeah, and I just I just like drawing. I used to like copying. Like I was never really like the, a good copier kind of thing. Like you know, we'd be at school and there would be people who would like copy a picture like exact. But you know, just just look at I don't know. I just used to like drawing all the time. Really, kind of it was a bit of a, a, a nice thing to do. Is apart from like doing schoolwork, or whatever. Yeah, I suppose it's everyone. Really. Yeah. Did you just uh, did you start painting when you were younger, or was it just strictly drawing? Like- no, I didn't paint. Didn't it was? Um, I mean, yeah, like when I. Do you mean like when I was really little, kind of? Oh, like, just when you were growing up. Like, were you into art like throughout your teenage years as well, or were you just? Is oh yeah, you got yeah. Into later on in life, or? Yeah, completely. I mean, I, you know, like art was the only thing I did at school. Really, I was into it. It was like I did kind of learn. That. I remember when I was little, um, we were doing like a, a play of the snowman. And I could draw the snowman really well. I must have only been about like seven or eight, but I managed to get out of like normal classes and like draw these snowmen that that would later get cut out and were put around the hole for the show. Yeah. So like I like learned early on that like being able to draw, you know, I could like not have a proper job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I think it was from then that I kind of realised. Yeah, this is pretty good. I can like not do all the bullshit everybody else is doing, and I can just like draw. Yeah. When was the so? When was the first time you started to actually like get the paints out and and uh, instead of like drawing, like uh, step going beyond that and getting art materials and yeah, uh, it was probably like stuff. coming up to doing my GCSE. So like probably in the um, like teenage, like early teenage years, and like I kind of like fell out with a group of lads who were like my close mates where we all fell out and well I fell out with them in a way and like, I used to just go to the art block to like get away from them and uh, kind of like my art teacher was really cool he was like just got me to do, try other stuff and like it was from then I kind of really just I just enjoying like painting and making things out of clay it's kind of a funny way of doing it really but it just kind of really did spark me into like another thing of like going yeah I don't have to be dealing with the shit that I would get, like, getting, getting into trouble, whatever, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was, it was then and then just kind of carried on from there, really. Yeah. Through, you know, going to, like, sixth form, doing art, and then doing a degree. Okay, so you studied art. Yeah, yeah, all the way through, yeah. Yeah. Completely, just big, just blagging it all the way through, <laughs> basically. So I wanted to do animation. It was, like, from, from um, like, making all this stuff I was on about when I was a kid. That's like, I just wanted to like animate it all, you know, and get into that and special effects and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so I kind of eventually got into this course. And then by the time, by the second year I came, I started doing like the animation. It was, I fucking hated it. It was just so boring. And like, just did my head in, turned me an alcoholic, just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah, just like, but like from that kind of, designing the characters and like the storyboards and all that just kind of that's how it kind of led me into illustration and the kind of thing that I've been doing over the last like I don't know since the late 90s yeah what, what, what were your early paintings like and characters are they, is it what you do now is it an evolution of that or oh uh, yeah I mean different things that you were drawing back then no I mean I'm you know it was like by the, the late mid to late 90s, it was all like this kind of thing of like the kind of 
graffiti derivative kind of stuff where you know there's a lot of like DJs and breakdancers and all that kind of stuff um robots and just just like dudes really just <laughs> people doing shit whatever just kind of like people raving and stuff whatever it's kind of yeah, just I don't know, man. It's kind of embarrassing when you look through it. Look back at my old sketchbooks, and you see a really wonky style, or whatever. But um, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's definitely it's definitely been a a linear to what I've done. But yeah, it was very it was very mid to late nineties. Put it that way. Yeah. Well, that was the era, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You, know, you can't you can't take you can't deny that era. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone can look back on on those eras and say, oh, look at my work then. Oh, gee, it's uh, so 90s, but it was the 90s. So what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're probably going to be doing the same thing now, looking back going, oh, it's so 2016, that style I've been doing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, right. That's that. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I remember uh, when we first when we first met, we had uh, pieces in the Finders Keepers show in London. I think it was in 2002. Something like that, okay. and yeah. that was uh, that was a really interesting time for street art globally. Like I was a, a an early street art um, exhibition where uh, I think uh, Deface and a few other guys organised it, and yeah, Al and PMH and yeah. Chimp, Chimp, yeah, 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 and they just uh, took over a uh, a derelict building and had a and nailed all the artwork to the front and had an exhibition and a, a street party. But that was the first time I met you. Um, and you, yeah, your work really stood out to me. Um, do you ever consider yourself to be a street artist, or were you just an illustrator wrapped up with the street art crowd? Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It was a hard one. It's like the thing is for me, like the whole thing. I was because I'd I'd been painting graffiti and painting characters and stuff like that for a few years, and like the graffiti side of things, I was always shit at at doing letters and stuff, and. And like to get aside from that, I used to like paint characters and ended up doing them bigger rather than just doing like a character at the end of your piece, whatever. And it just kind of so I was kind of like I got more like attention doing that than I did any of my pieces that I was painting in Brighton at the time. And it was like, oh, okay, well that's kind of I just started pushing that. And at the same time, the whole like street art thing started to kind of like get momentum. So it wasn't like. I was like going, oh, right, here's a street art thing, I'm going to do that. It just kind of all was happening at the same time and a lot of people were doing similar things, you know, and and it was it was just quite good timing, really, I suppose. And um, so I kind of, I mean, yeah, at the time, like living in Brighton and going up to London a lot and, uh, you know, I'd be painting quite a lot and sticking up, doing loads of stickers and posters, like everybody else kind of, it was, it was just fucking fun. It was a really good thing to do. And... I never really saw it as like a, a career move or anything like that. A lot of people have done really well out of it, but um, yeah, it's kind of it was a, it was a, it was a good thing to have done. I think uh, that whole thing in a way. I don't know. It's kind of seems a bit shit saying it, but it's like it's just I don't know. It's just another area for your work for people to know your work in a sense, you know and. Yeah, still like to do bits of painting and stuff like that now. But um, I think, but like I say, going back to what you're on about, the um, Finest Keeper show, though, that was, that was wicked. That was like, it was a proper, like, fun time to be, to be doing stuff and meeting people. And like, like, 
it's like it feels like there's like loads of rules now and like the only way people can get seen is by painting the side of like fucking skyscrapers you know but then it didn't matter you could just be doing anything and like it's a nice little community and everyone would like be into it yeah i remember it being a a really interesting time because I, i i was hanging out with a lot of the guys and i was painting with you know D-Face and L and PMH and, and guys like that, but also painting with the graffiti artists guys. Mm. And between, I, I, the graph guys would say, oh, why are you hanging out with those guys? And the other guys would sort of be like, oh, you like not know where I really fit in because I wasn't like a character guy or anything like that. I just <laughs> painted, painted yeah. letters and those guys would do characters next to me and stuff like that. But um, it was it was just a really uh, interesting time because I didn't, the the stigma of like street art hadn't really come about yet like the it hadn't been labeled and everything yeah it was just like yeah it was one of those things where you sort of um the graffiti guys would call like the street artists they'd call them like art students you know what i mean art students that want to be graph writers but can't do letters it was like that was like the sort of term yeah it's pretty true really (laughs) (laughs) but um but just to see where they've all gone now is like it was yeah it was it was so much fun i just remember hanging out at the dragon bar a lot and even going to the early banksy shows with all those guys and banksy was selling they're selling prints for 25 pounds and uh You know, at the time, you just go, "Oh man, I've, I've got, I've only got thirty pounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend twenty five <laughs> of it on beer and five of it on a slice of pizza on the way home." And then, <laughs> then you reflect on that and you go, "Shit, I could have made some money." Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> fucking hell! The amount of stuff turned down from then. Yeah. That's, oh, done. I could have bought a fucking house out of it, man. Easy. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah anywhere. Yeah. yeah. The ones that go away. Oh yeah. well. Oh, well, it's you can only join the dots looking backwards, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, better spent on the booze. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you remember the first time you were paid to paint, or the first time you sold a painting, or the first bit of money you made from art, really? Um, well, I suppose that was going back. I was doing like illustration first, really, and um, I do. I remember, like, because I'd been been trying to get my work out there, and I just sent it to the big issue. And I did this really weird illustration for them. I couldn't even use a computer. I just got a computer and just got Photoshop. And I did this illustration of all different like monsters out of um, films, Frankenstein and Jaws, whatever, you know. It's like nothing I have ever, never done anything else like it. But yeah, it was sick. I got like paid like 200 quid or something like that. Just couldn't believe it. And, and that was like a real, like, yeah, proper light heads up, like, right, okay, come on then. You know, that must have been about 98, I think. Um, I didn't really even bothered. I was just didn't even didn't even have the confidence to really, like, try and sell artwork or anything like that. Well, I wasn't even doing it. I wasn't even painting canvases or anything like that. That came later, quite, you know, a few years later once I started painting walls and stuff. Um, and they were shit. They were really bad. Really, really ugly. <laughs> really bad like marker pen outline and you know painted on like some board from b and q you know just like didn't properly under prime it or anything <laughs> just like but yeah but people were buying because they were like you know they were kind of cute in a way you know but yeah yeah it's it's all part of the journey though isn't it really it is it is 
you know, you don't just start off being good straight away unless you're really lucky. You know, a lot of people yeah. have to work hard to, to get good and that's the reality of it, you know. Um, yeah, very, yeah. very few are, are born gifted, you know. And a, lot, and a lot of the ones that are born gifted, a lot of the time they don't want to do what their gift is anyway. They're... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, like was there one painting or project that really propelled you forward and got your career started? Um, I reckon, well, I don't really know. Well, I was doing a lot of kind of stuff, these kind of like drawings, quite rough. Um, and I got into the scroll book, like scroll collective book. And, um, I think cause I'd like, I didn't have any confidence in it. It was my mate, jungle Matt. He's Matt who likes jungle music. Um, <laughs> of course he sent my, yeah, he sent my stuff off to to Rick, who runs Scroll Collective, and he um, and I was, and he didn't even tell me; he just did it. And then he got in touch with me, and um, about you know about being in the book and stuff like that. I just fucking couldn't believe it because I've been like, I used to, I lived in Bristol for a bit, and I used to pick up all the flies by Mr. Jago and Will Barris, and just like had my head blown off by that stuff. And that was when I was probably like, fuck yeah, there's other people like doing what. I'm wanting to do, you know, being drawn kind of that kind of like saying like the characters and stuff like that. And then it kind of all, yeah, seeing that stuff really like propelled me. And then to get in that book was suddenly like, holy shit, this is, it felt like, it felt like I had such like, it didn't just go up a step. Like I went up a fucking flight of stairs, you know, and like people would be like, like chatting to me as if like I was fucking famous and lauded. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. just being in a book because like, at the time it was before like, there was like websites and whatever, you know, there might've been a few like blogs and stuff around kind of things, but you know, it was all about getting into print, you know, getting into magazines, getting into books and like, especially that book had such, such a big, like, um, and it was such a massive thing really that it's like almost been forgotten about, you know, in like, bro, it was such a fucking pat on the back and like, I couldn't believe it. Like massive, massive push for me to like, to carry on doing what, I wanted to do and like to be associated with those dudes fucking amazing yeah i remember re reading the book uh like getting the book in melbourne and um yeah. you know it was all over the world that book as well it wasn't just a uk thing but in yeah, that, that yeah. was that was during the um the era of the, the graffiti book like when the in the designer bookshops when they were massive remember yeah that? Exactly. And, like, you know, yeah yeah completely that was the, to get in those things was like there you go. Like, I still look at some of them now. Like some, there's like there's that first Lord that were like really amazing, like properly inspiring. And then obviously with anything to get watered down. Um, but that, yeah, that that era of, you know, it's that self publicity thing. It did change after that with obviously like the internet and stuff. But getting in print was always even like now like doing books it's still like such a fucking rush <laughs> getting getting something in print it's brilliant but yeah. yeah but that really did that really did push me and and yeah really had to, i had to raise my game as well yeah yeah so um you've painted a lot of uh, different things over the years but uh like these days you're really well known for your watercolors of uh birds how did all that come about well i was like um when was it? Like 2006 or something like that. I was or seven. I, I don't know. I was like properly sick of what I was doing. Doing loads of like, 
I was having to do loads of um, commercial illustration, and I was didn't really like my own work that I was doing, like the walls I was painting and the canvases I was trying to do, and all that kind of stuff. Got really bored with that, and then like started seeing my now wife, but Jess, she's a, she was a nurse, and she was like, "Come on, let's let's go to Australia," and like fuck it all off for a bit. And it took a bit of persuasion, <laughs> persuading, but like when I was there. He did a lot of painting, but also did a lot of bird watching, and like, and that really did like, for because I did want to come back. Like, I've like cleared my fucking palette and go right. What what's next when I get back? And and it did make me think of like how much like nature was just always such a massive part of my work, and that and it comes from like a good place. It's not just like striving to be cool or do something different or trying to do artwork that you know like certain heads will be into or whatever it's just like no i'm going to do this going to focus some of my work on birds and my love of wildlife and particularly birds and um just see see what happens basically and that's what i did when i got back kind of i got i started doing some work for heavenly records who do this thing called caught by the river this website and um they're like a bunch like they're really fucking top dudes this guy jeff barrett who's like a a legend in the music business here and he was just like well i like said to him like, i want to i want to contribute to the to the to the website but it was seemed to be like mainly about fishing and stuff at the time i'm not into that and um he's like well what are you into I'm like, i mean birds he's like cool just paint his favorite bird we call it Matt's bird of the week there we go he's just like cool okay so i did that painted a blue tit and it was i had some watercolors next to me I was just like, oh, I'll just use them. You know, I didn't really, I've used them a bit while I was away, but I hadn't used them for anything else. And um, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. So I did the first one and I thought, well, that's not really summing up why I like a blue tit so much. So I wrote a sentence about it. And then I like, did Goldfinch, did that, and then I like, wrote a couple of sentences. And then next one, wrote like a paragraph. And I was like, hold on, I can get a book out of this. And Jeff Barrett, being Jeff was saw the same thing as well and just pushed it and we ended up pretty soon afterwards getting a book deal and kind of so that was probably about 2010 first one come out and then it's just been snowball has just been getting fucking massive and it's basically what I do like birds is like I do other bits and pieces but it's like been so positive it's just like it's been amazing just growing and growing and so yeah, it's like it's just what I do. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty crazy that you can um can do so well in publishing in this day and age, you know, because we think back to that scroll collective days and um you know when when the art books were really popular and then there's this big lull in between and um yeah. you now you've you've come through and you've really succeeded in that. You know, yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I mean it's pretty nuts. It's like yeah, when I was like signing this the, did the first book I honestly thought it was going to be seen so the first one was called Our Garden Birds and that was like, like the first album like all of like my thoughts from like as a kid and growing up where I grew up all like, like went into that book and I honestly thought I was, remember reading through the contract and there was a bit that said about you know if they if they, if they need to pull the plug I could buy the books back for like a very cheap price and I thought Fuck, I'll just buy them all back and I'll be able to flog them because they were doing like a run of 5,000 I thought there's fucking no way they're going to sell them and like we did a, a little launch at um, Rough Trades in Brick Lane and like 
the book had sold out by the time we got to do the the the, the launch. So it didn't even have any books for the launch. So it like kind of like sold a lot. <laughs> yeah, it sold really well basically right from the start and just took us from the surprise really. And yeah, and that's the thing is that it, and you just didn't think at the time that there was this like you said there was this big lull and it was all going to be ebooks and stuff like that and. It's just bollocks, like certain, like obviously novels and stuff like that, but like picture books, uh, people want it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, literally, like my mine's available as ebooks, but it haven't even gotten the double figures yet. I don't think. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna get the number of reports back. You know, it's like it's, it's bollocks. It's just like getting a PDF anyway. You want? Yeah. On a book, you know, it's a yeah. paper. It doesn't chop down a tree. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Read a book like a man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those fucking lumberjacks in work. Yeah. Because um, I, I remember going to even to Marks and Spencer in, in London and your book was in there. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's they, a massive they, deal. And then just seeing, just going to the Tate Modern and your book's in the bookshop at the Tate Modern and yeah, all the over tills, the place. Push it there. Yeah. yeah it's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I know. It's, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Got a lot. And yeah, got more coming with them. And uh, the whole. I think it's just going to get kind of like bigger as well because it's just, just like signed. Well, I've been working on the last year and a half really on licensing. So we've licensed the images and they're going on to like stuff, <laughs> you yeah. know, high street stuff, yeah. you know, and like Waterstone's really behind it, John Lewis and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm keeping a tight check of it, but, you know, I want to make some money as well. And like you don't really make that much money through the books. Publishers make a fucking killing out of it. Well, I don't, and um, I mean, I'm doing all right out of it, but could be, you know, and this is a way to actually make actually make some money, you know, properly, and yeah. um, just like I, I had to get over a bit of a kind of, no, I need to do it myself and keep it real and do this and do that, and then when you've been like struggling over a year just to release some mugs, and then you've got to fucking charge twenty quid for a mug just because you want them so high spec, and then, you know, it's, it's bullshit. You've got to let some other company do that, and then I just take the cream of it you know so yeah yeah so that so that's the that's the next thing that's the uh, yeah it's going to be good do, do you survive solely off your art or do you have other ways of generating cash yeah no yeah i've done for it's been ups and downs but um yeah i've been fully it's over 10 years now i think yeah, yeah probably yeah well over 10 years yeah i had part-time jobs in the past and then stuff you know um but it's yeah it's just this at the minute. Yeah. Well, you, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> have you, uh, so it's been, been a bit of a, a rocky road. Have you had like moments where you've thought, oh, I'll get a job in a bookshop <laughs> or something like that, you know, yeah, just I'll to make things you, easier, man. you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, man, so many times. And like the, the last big one, well, I mean, I've, I mean, there's even like after the first book came out, mm. I didn't know, you know, even though it was selling well, it just, we weren't making money because you got to pay back advances and stuff like that. And I was like, I was going, to, I was signed up to do this graphic design course in Manchester because I was just like, fuck, I'm going to have to do something else. And there was no like, my illustration work had dried up because I'd fucked off to Australia and just dropped all my contacts. And then I got back to like a different world and had to start again. And that's why the birds came in. That's why I, I could push it so much because I did start again basically. And um, even, you know, and luckily we got fucking swine flu and I couldn't go to uh, Manchester, so I didn't do the course. And then <clears throat> had to make it happen again. And, you know, and it was, and then from then it's been, 
that's when the, the road started really the, the snowball started picking up whatever but yeah I mean especially like we were living in Brighton and after I had Romy my first kid and it's like it was one of those times of like I was fucking skint absolutely brassic living somewhere stupid like even just for a tiny flat was daft expensive and just wasn't adding up and that was like I had to move back like with like a newborn up to me up to my folks you know just to kind of get my feet back on the ground and because um, it was that or like going working in a, a call center and I mean I don't want to be like sound like fucking bad about my mates who all worked in this call center you know they're doing well there but it's like that's not my fucking road do you know what I mean and luckily yeah. um, my wife Jess was like behind me and was like look you we're going to do that and you're going to get stuck and that's kind of the end of it or we have to bite the bullet and get on with it and yeah it was fucking hard man like moving home and doing all that stuff and it was, it was quite depressing but then we yeah we got picked up and could leave after a while and you know and then it's been it's been good since then you yeah. know but um but yeah i mean loads of times just want it. and there's also times like creatively i'm just like oh, i can't be fucking arsed with this anymore i just want a job just want to just want to have you know security and be able to like pay for food and the rent and whatever without just fucking stressing every single month you know but yeah so many times man. it's just so it just seems like it's been part of my life for forever <laughs> you know this kind of like stress of money and and I and I and I feel really thankful to the universe for like for where I am at the minute because I don't actually have that stress and it's really nice not to have that stress. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, good I've on been you. there. Sol soldiering through. You know, yeah. Cheers. You got through. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, good on you, man. I'm proud of you. Well, who knows? But it might be around the corner again. You never know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you know. It's so you're only like like fuck all of it. You're only a few steps from being homeless. You know, I don't know that much of a downer. God, it never get. Hopefully, it never gets to that. But it's not that far away, man. Yeah. You know, but yeah. But there's always. I think once you've been doing stuff for so long, there's. I can always can throw my hands to other kinds of artwork to just to to do stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. So do you, do you spend every day in your studio? Do you wake up? It's just hang yeah, out with just, the kids and head to the studio every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monday to Friday, yeah. But I do, yeah, kind of like, depending, like if if I'm working, if I'm writing a book, because I do, the, obviously I do the writing and the, and the illustration, and when I'm I find the writing really, really difficult, and like the only time I can write is between 7 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock, really weird. And then by the time like the world's kind of properly woken up and around, you know, I just can't do it anymore. I'm too, too like fucking brain's gone, gone elsewhere. So, yeah, so I do that when I'm writing. But apart from that, yeah, I'm just kind of like nine, nine to, to pick the girls up, drop them off, pick them up, go on. Like, bit of an easy life, really. If I need to, if I work longer, if I need to. But, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's pretty chilled out, really. Yeah. Do you, um, like, do you, you know, you do a lot of work for books and you do, um, you know, mugs and tea towels and, I've seen <laughs> posters, t-shirts, all sorts of things. Have you? Um, yeah, yeah. Do you do like uh, art, like gallery art? Because I know you've had exhibitions in the past. But uh, yeah, you, uh, yeah. Do you do yeah, much of that in the studio? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It was always 
it was I always felt like I had like the three things going on, which was like the illustration, the my artwork, which was like the, the paintings and the galleries, and then also like the graffiti street art kind of stuff. And like recently, obviously the graffiti street art stuff like fucking gone because I just just like live in a totally uninspiring place for that kind of thing. I will paint if I get a commission, I'll go and do it. Mm. And um, sometimes go and paint with mates when they drag me out and. Um, or yeah and then like the whole thing like my my like doing galleries and stuff like that just didn't didn't add up for me anymore because it just takes so much time on it and then people weren't buying anything it was just like was the market here as well after the credit crunch and it was like Mm. like, everybody stopped doing shows because nobody was nobody was buying you know and i feel like my personal work went into the birds you know that's what i started doing is instead of doing the galleries and stuff like that and that's where my yeah that was my road then but but now i'm fucking desperate to be doing something different and working on canvases and stuff like that i don't really have the setup here at the minute like i've got my studio and it's really nice but it's like too many trying to make too many things out of it you know yeah. as well as being a decent place to do watercolors and computer work as well as the storage space and blah 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 whatever it just yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I used to do a lot, but it just doesn't. It's not my, not my thing at the minute. But I would love to. I, want, I just want to paint canvases and stuff like that. Yeah. But what about uh, what about murals? Because I've seen some some of the murals you've done are amazing. Like uh, the ones you did with Ghost Patrol, really cool. You two work great as a team. Like yeah, man, we, really, we, really cool. Yeah, no, it's always good when he's in he's in the UK because we'll always try and paint just yeah in similar stuff and. Um, yeah, I, I, I love painting big, you know. I don't love painting that big. I don't love doing the whole uh, side of houses, what I was on about, because I fucking hate um, scissor lifts and just scare the shit out of me. I just don't like it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I love, I love yeah. yeah. If, I, if I get a chance to, I'm going to paint like my kid's skull, like, just because there's a wall there, and I'm like, can I paint it, please? Um, but, yeah, no, there's loads of, uh, yeah, I mean, I love it, but... It just doesn't seem to be the, uh, yeah, I don't have the energy there, so it doesn't bounce back at me, you know what I mean? I don't get that much, um, like, when you're in it, when you're doing that, it just uh, more comes to you, more offers, more p- opportunities, but, yeah. So that's the thing I was saying, like, my all like my work now is, like, with the books and stuff like that, and that's what's coming at me. I'm getting offers for doing books and things like that, you know, all kinds of different things and ranges for whatever you know and uh which is really cool but it's uh yeah sometimes I, the grass is always greener isn't it you know you just want to yeah. be doing especially being an artist you just like crave to do you know what you haven't been doing for the last three years basically yeah uh, yeah um right. as you're like I, I saw you did the uh did a range for hallie hansen in in japan yeah well like have you have you done much traveling for your art or is that like a one one time thing and that's the second time being to Japan. Yeah. That was yeah, that was amazing. That first time we went with Scroll Collective, that was like the first thing I ever did with him. First time I met him and like we painted these like um windows in this Hankyu department store in Osaka and it, it was fucking it was amazing. It was hard work, man. It was like nonstop. I'd never I totally blagged it. I'd said that I'd painted big before and yeah, I'd done like graffiti and stuff, but I'd never painted with um brushes. Or like use Posca pens on walls or anything like like that. And like that is when 
I'm really <laughs> embarrassed about like my work slide painting with like Duncan and Jago, you know, and just you know, the stuff went down well. It was like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> that was really bad. But yeah, but that was amazing for that. And yeah, I traveled all over Europe and been to America a couple of times with it. But obviously like traveling Australia and Asia and all of that. Um but yeah, Japan twice. And that, that Heli Hansen thing was cool because I did. I just traveled around Japan, like painting windows and doing workshops. Doing, like, doing what I was paid to go on walks and go bird spotting with people. Not that I saw anything, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Great job. Yeah. I want to do more. Yeah. I love Japan. Yeah, it is, it's a crazy place. I love yeah, that. I love it. Great love culture. It. It's, yeah. it's, you can go there and just feel like you're somewhere completely different in your day to day life. Oh yeah, and like I just, just I mean, like when I was there last time, I was just everything's so expensive for us, like for the British pound, and just and it was fucking baking hot, like unbelievably hot. But I just wandered the whole time, like you know, I couldn't do anything but wander, you know. And I was by myself as well, and um, yeah, it was kind of it was really good just to go and soak it up properly, you know, not just be working the whole time. And yeah, it was nuts. Like live there for a bit. Yeah, can't yeah. imagine that. But, uh, yeah. oh, never say never, mate. You know, never know. You never know. Exactly. You know, you've you've lived in Australia. You've moved around. You've lived in different parts of the UK. There's nothing to say you can't live in Japan. True. Yeah, I'll be positive about it. Yeah, come on, mate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. You're you're very hands on with your art. Like, do you do much computer work at all with with the illustration? Yeah, 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 yeah completely. Yeah, I mean, it's always on. That's the thing. Like, even like even when I'm doing all these watercolors, the computer's always on because I'm referencing stuff. You know, it's kind of. Um, I know it's just like Google Image, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I always I do do. You just it's just there, isn't it? You just have to be fucking using it. You can't get away from it. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, and, but, you're, um, but you're not tracing things like you're not drawing in Illustrator and doing no. like that type of illustration. No, true. But actually, like I'm, do, I'm doing, I'm going to start work on a children's book, and that's going to be all digital. Yeah. Um, kind of, I got like a Cintiq thing, you know, like the Wacom. Yeah. You can use with a pen, and you can like paint on that in a sense, you know, with Photoshop and. So, yeah, I kind of really, as a, as a way to get out of doing the watercolours, like, I really pushed to do that. I did a, I even did, like, a, a record sleeve in that style just so I could get the, um, the, the children's book job to be like that, just because yeah. I just didn't want to do it as a watercolour, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's I kind of pretty, I just, it's just, like, another tool, isn't it? And I just use it, like, I'm, I'm pretty much... 101 with it you know I just I don't yeah you see people who just fucking blah just there's probably everything I do I probably could do it in like a couple of buttons rather than like five minutes of like you know click click you yeah know. um but yeah you know you have to be good you have to know what you're doing yeah well it's the way of the world these days isn't it yeah exactly yeah but um but you you've got uh two daughters uh, they can teach you how to how to use a computer down the track. <laughs> but um, but are they creative kids? Are they showing signs of creativity? Yeah, like kids they, are creative like, anyway. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Romy's like super. Like my eldest, she's she loves drawing, and yeah. like she's really like observant. She like did 
she drew, you know, like she's only like five and the drawings are rough, but like she was like, I was like, oh, is that a butterfly? She's like, no, it's a moth. And you could see like the wings were down like a moth, you know, I was like, fucking hell, it's amazing. Yeah. Like properly, like, you know, you just, it's pretty nuts, that kind of thing. And um, like May, who's two, she's fucking brutal. She's like, she got, she picked up this, um, she expresses herself creative, creatively through violence. And like she had this fucking necklace made out of these beads and she just smacked me around the face of it last night. Properly, I felt like crying. <laughs> it was so painful. It was a really perform- oh, performance art. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I really hurt. It's like yeah. getting whacked with a bike chain or something. But um, yeah, so she's got a bit of, she's got a way to come. I think, I think Romy's going to be the, uh, the creative, creative one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you know, now that you know you have kids and they're going to grow up, and you know you think back to your, you reflect on your life as an artist and what you've done. Like if if Romy was to go down the um, like the the same route that you have, what advice would you give her? Oh Jesus, I'd like it to because I think it's um, you know it's like oh, there's no you know I say this thing oh, there's no money in it. It's like yeah, it's true, but it's like. It's like amazing opportunities to meet people and go traveling and just like do cool shit. And yeah, I just think I would say just to not not be too like swayed by other people and what other people think and other people's styles and what they're into and trying to impress people. I always think like my when I've got lost with what I'm doing, I'm always like trying to like get oh like I want these dudes to like what I do so I can be you know what I mean and like it doesn't fucking matter. Just be true to yourself because when you are that's when it works best, you know, and that's when uh you know that's when people can see it, see that it's real, you know. Yeah. Rather than just fucking being cool and trying to copy what everybody else is doing. And uh yeah. Yeah, just keep it real, man. You know? Totally, totally. <laughs> like I was looking back on some um, some old stuff the other day, and there was like times when you can tell that I was I could tell I was influenced by other people, and yeah. um, I was just looking back at the pictures, just going, "Oh man, that's just I don't like that. that that's it's not that I don't like the fact that there was a strong influence in it. I just can tell that that's, that wasn't me. It didn't come directly yeah. out of me." It wasn't my creativity. Yeah. It was like me trying to emulate yeah. someone else's creativity. It's just exactly, yeah. and you know it. And you can like you can, you know when you're not being fucking true to yourself, and it's and it never works. You know no. what I mean? And even, no, I do think there's like for every for any artist, you need to. I think it's really good to observe people's work, and and not like and like sometimes like to copy something, not in like I'm just going to rip that off and use it for this job, but to study someone's work, I think is a really valid thing to do because that's how you learn you learn through drawing and you learn through um mark making and whatever and just you know to learn like it's almost like learning dance moves or something like that how to draw something mm. and that, that i think that is a really important thing to do but to be kind of totally just doing something that you think is the whatever is cool is just i don't know it's just it just doesn't. It's yeah. You know, it just doesn't sit right. And like you say, you you, you can look at it and go, like, "Oh my god, it's yeah. fucking bullshit." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked. I was watching a um 
a documentary on David Bowie a, a while ago. And uh, it was really interesting because they were talking about him and all his influences. And everyone always says, oh, he's so original and he's this and that. And, um, and all his influences, he, like you could, you could see his influences through different people he had met throughout his life and he was influenced by yeah. them. And yeah. they are, uh, and, but what happened is what he was trying to do, he took the influence from other people, but he put it towards a completely different genre, if you know what I mean. So he put it into yeah, music, yeah. but like, but uh, there were things that he learned from like um, stage. Like he was an, a, a performer, like he worked with a mime and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, um, and then there was other stuff he learned from other people and that had nothing to do with music, but he put it all into his performance. And because he, he took those influences and used them in a different way. Everyone's like, gee, look how original this guy is. When, yeah, you know, of yeah. course it wasn't all him. He was influenced by other people, but, but, he, but he made it his own. Yeah, and that's what I made, mean, that's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like massively into the occult as well. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. He's like a fucking magician, mm. you know, and, and that if you study it, it's, no, it's pretty heavy. Like it's all, all linked, but yeah, he's, yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't know what to say, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was the same with the Beatles and all that. And all these people that they say are really original. You know, they've they've sort of been influenced by other people, and mm. that's and they've taken their influence instead of taking. You know, if they're into rock and roll music, just being influenced by other people doing rock and roll music, they they take influence from other people doing different types of things and um and use that into whatever they want to the whatever they want to be known for. And you end up uh, coming up with your own thing, you know, yeah, because exactly. you're you're taking influence and applying it to something that's completely different. And yeah, um, and that's the thing. That's like when you see like what is like fresh graffiti these days. It's not just sort of like you know, and I like the whole like internet graffiti thing where graffiti looks like the same the whole way around the world. When you see somebody who's bringing in other influences into their pieces or whatever mm. from outside of graffiti that's when something looks fresh isn't it you know yeah. because it is and that's when it can be inspiring other people but yeah it's like and it, it eats itself isn't it you know yeah it's it's like it's, it's boring yeah it's like two people that come to mind if you look at like gary and roid right gary's taken a lot of influence from sign writing and mm. and fonts and roid's taken a lot of influence from i guess graphic design and you know um i guess uh old school like um, computer stuff, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. Or posters but, and airbrush. Yeah. Type techniques and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But to apply them to a different medium has made them unique and original. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Which is good. Bang on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Good. Good references. I can just one by just a well thought, done. mate. That was, uh, that was a complete. <laughs> That's why freestyle. you're running the pod- podcast. Well, oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, so we'll start wrapping this up uh, because I know you've got work to do and it's, uh, it's getting late over here, actually. I've got dinner to cook. Yeah. But, um, but do, you, do you have any uh, future plans or projects? Anything on the, on the, in the pipelines? Um, books, more books. Yeah. Which how, is cool. how many have you done now? I think I've just finished my seventh or eighth. I think, kind of, and I've got two kids' books. I'm talking about another, another bird book. Uh, 
um, like birds with funny names. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> it's a brown trembler. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. There's no there's no massive plans. I just want to get a camper van. Yeah. Basically, that's what I want to do. Get a camper van. Didn't you used and to have a just caravan? Like, yeah, the caravan. Yeah, mm. it was a nightmare to pull. So we flogged it. That's gone. That's off to Calais. Some uh, orphan boys living in Calais now. It's nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't really. Yeah, I, there isn't. There isn't anything. There's been no big. There's no big projects looming apart from these books. And like I say, I do want to. I do want to start doing some canvases and stuff. I feel like I've got some ideas that need to get out that way. And um, yeah, and it's just the summer as well. So I always do loads of festivals with. Kind of, it's kind of mental to think like you know. I used to just go to these festivals to go and you know get off my head and have a good time with my mates, and now it's like I'm kind of standing on the stage drawing birds. You know, it's nuts, you know, because people I like, draw along and I do these classes, whatever. But it's kind of crazy to think that it's kind of the whole bird thing has took it to doing that, you know. And then so that's like summer is always quite a lot of festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, the, the yeah. festivals are good in the UK. I love it. Yeah, love a good festival. Yeah, the yeah, European festival in general. You know. Yeah, they're good. They're, um, they're kind of uh, yeah. After I think this might be my last year of doing quite a few because it's just it's just not that easy with the little ones. But um, it is a good laugh, and it just takes over the summer basically. Yeah, which is good. Good and bad at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So um, so where can people see your work online? Um, my website it's getting I wouldn't yeah that's getting redone at the minute but yeah matsuls.co.uk I can, I can see on the um, the board behind you it says um, what does it say something <laughs> about your website yeah my website my website at the bottom of the list yeah yeah. So just, yeah just try and remind me that I need to get on it yeah and like my mate who's like probably just wants to kill me because I keep putting it off and putting it off um yeah, our Instagram, at Matt Sewell, I think I am on that. It's pretty good work keeping up to date with what I'm doing. Yeah. Try and, and what, what's yeah, your website? Matsoul.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty old enough now. Just don't update it. But it's going to be all brilliant soon. Yeah. yeah. have a really good one. But you can uh, see, see yeah. some of the stuff that you've been working on you know, last year. Yeah, exactly. A couple of years ago, like three books ago, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah. I haven't even updated it with what yeah. what's out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Of a of a fish to fry at the minute. Exactly. You know, focus on what's what's in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, it's been uh, it's been great to catch up, and uh, it's been you a really too, good man. chat. So, yeah. Next time I see you, be in Australia. Yeah. There's When's... no plans yet. Well, okay. I don't know. We're gonna try. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Take the kids out. Come on yeah. for a few months. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. And um, yeah, it would uh, be great to catch up in Australia yeah, when right. we get here. When, you know, we'll, we'll try and make it happen. Definitely. Good, good to see you, mate. All right. Check out the Bench Talk website, benchtalkpodcast.com. There you can listen to past episodes and keep up to date with what's up and coming on the, the podcast. You can also listen on SoundCloud. Just search for Bench Talk. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk.
Thanks, and I look forward to you tuning in again next week. See ya.